1: Hello there and welcome to Paper Talk, the Irish Examiner's GAA podcast. Well, the temperature is ratcheting up both on and off the pitch as the championship lurches into sixth gear. Once more, the weekend has thrown up plenty of talking points as Watford and Tipperary book their place in Hurling's last four while Davy Fitz isn't leaving Championship 2017 without getting a few things off his chest in football, the house that Jim McGuinness built looks to be crumbling in Donegal. While Cork football are in the market for a new manager following their exit to Mayo after an epic in the Gaelic grounds. Let's uh, start with the hurling and uh, welcome, as always, to two-time All Ireland winning Clare captain and part-time Watford taxi driver Anthony Daly. I suppose we 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 better explain that one there first, Anthony, for uh, anyone that hasn't uh, read your column. Uh, this Monday in the Irish Examiner, you were uh, you were double jobbing after the match in Parky Quay on Sunday.
2: People haven't read my my column.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, yes.
2: <laughs> no, uh, you know, Jesus gaslight, sir. I sure. I just I know I know uh, Noddy Connors. Uh, I had the Old Ireland Cup team for the last two years there at Munster. And, uh, sure, nobody was uh, ever present there for a couple of years, and uh, just driving out at a car pass. Uh, courtesy of RTE for yesterday, so uh, I was in there. But I suppose as we did 20 years ago, it was just so much traffic, we often walked up, uh, ironically, up to the Imperial as well. Um, and I was just coming out, and, and N- Noli kind of flags me down there, <laughs> he says, uh, give me a lift up there from the Imperial, will you? <laughs> so I said, you're defeating the purpose of why you're walking. <laughs> like, you know? So we were stuck in traffic for a good 20 minutes, so we'd go out know, last year, uh, Shane Fries, and Cody Mahoney, and Jake Dylan. But uh, it's great to get a bit of insight into what have going on, lad. Let lower the guard a small bit, you know. But uh, very funny. We passed the team doctor and we blew the horn. Like <laughs> he, he just looked first and he saw me and possibly just said oh, hello, nice to, him to say hello. Whatever next, he saw the boys in the car, and They got a panic attack. <laughs> Was I bring them to care for a week?
1: <laughs> no, Waterford, of course, uh, paired with Cork Tipperary, facing Galway in the semi-finals. Who's happier with with that draw?
2: Um, what's your look, I, I, I think Church was 50-50 I mean, I think if you were Derek McGrath you'd be delighted now I think an awful lot, I presume they're going to appeal Tiger Brooker's, uh decision so um, that will have a huge bearing on it because he's so, so important to them and the way they play, but I mean, if a team has beaten you earlier in the year uh, or indeed if you've beaten a team earlier in the year it's very hard to take them on again because, you know, they'll have learned a lot from the experience and they'll be double uh, determined to 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 get back at you, you know. So some people, I think, foolishly, might think, oh, sure, you've beaten them already, you've the upper hand on them or a psychological advantage. I have not. <laughs> have such a, it was an absolute nightmare in 1997 having to face Tipperary again, having beaten them, you know, in Munster. So um, I think, you know, for Kieran, it's probably... I think he might... Either way, he was going to get a crew that he had beaten already, but... You know, so for them, I I think that's that's, that's an intriguing uh, battle. Hard to know. Like Cork, Cock are definitely in better form and and have evolved, even I'd say, since then. But you know, the layoff and everything else, and you're better off coming in with momentum. That's another day's work. Well. The other one is 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 absolutely mouthwatering because you know they've served it up there for the last two three years, and it's been incredible stuff to watch. And I think uh, you know when, when everybody heard the two of those, being called out first they were just saying oh my god like we're in for it again so but I think things have changed a bit there I, I just think Galway have also evolved and are a good bit better now and our tip as good as last year I'm not so sure so I'd say it's an advantage Galway there probably still looking like the two provincial winners for me to be in the final but momentum is a big thing and and yeah. uh, some teams you know Kilkenny obviously expertly always dealt with the break uh, of four or five weeks and uh, but you know how will a Galway how will a, a Cork deal with us uh, that remains to be
1: seen Two strange games in the park over the weekend given that there's so many questions surrounding the winners of of the two quarterfinals
2: Yeah I, I suppose look we all hoped for a an absolute festival of, of a, you know hurling at the weekend and you know we got we got great occasions on both days and uh good atmospheres and uh, fantastic to see the stadium. You know, I, I loved it because it's all new and everything uh, that you associate with a span new, you know, complete rebuild. But, you know, just saying to Liam Sheedy yesterday, it just hasn't lost its its kind of unique Park heel feel, which is a fantastic achievement by the, the planners and designers, I think. so. Um, no, the matches were a bit topsy-turvy, to be honest. Um Neither of the two of them really got going into what you call real, you know, uh edge of the sea championship style, you know, knockout games. So
0: don't know, like I
2: I thought with ten minutes to go, Claire were definitely going to get the better of Tip. I thought, you know, fresher legs and, and they would drive on to the finish. But to Tip's credit, they found something. Um and 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 they and they, they just got their way over the line um, with a little bit to spare to be fair. I know Claire got the late goal. Um so good credit to Tip, um, I would have questioned maybe that their conditioning wasn't as good as this time last year. And, you know, they still they still dug it out. And um, a good win for Michael Ryan, I suppose, was very enthused at the end of it uh, with what he saw. But I suppose that's just more a relieved man, like after coming through a, a fairly heavy battle that he must have been really worried about coming down the stretch. Because uh, it really looked like he had all the momentum, but couldn't close the deal. And I suppose the earlier stuff, eventually came back to haunt them the misses and the short puck outs going wrong and, yeah and yesterday then was uh, look at you I suppose look there's a lot of talk about it obviously a bit of a spat but going on between Davy and, and and Michael and Henry um you know but look they, they play their systems I, I I wouldn't make any apologies to anybody about what system I wanted to play or didn't want to play at the same time I wouldn't feel the need to be having a go at, at some punters who didn't like it either so look um it, was, it wasn't a great spectacle. But I, I, I did find it kind of sort of intriguing and uh, I guess the one key moment in the whole thing was um, that Waterford or Wexford sort of made two really unforced errors. Shane Bennett did work hard, but James Breen uh, and Owen Moore should both have dealt with the situation for the goal. And finished the Bennett, he never gave it up and set up Kevin Moore in a great old-fashioned quit to the corner of the net and uh that really, you know, when Marford gets five up and you know, it's hard to get back at them. Um, especially with the system sport I'm playing. So, yeah, I still, I still love them, you know, and, but I'm pious. Like, you know, it's like a fella doesn't see a bad game of rugby maybe, because he loves rugby. But, yeah, I, I really enjoyed them and, um, you know, can't wait for the semi-finals as well. Like, cause, But, uh, no, they weren't great games, them, I'd have to mm. say that straight out. They weren't, they weren't, you know, they weren't anything like Cork and Tip, but I... I'm a, I, suppose, I used to play cornerback for a lot of my my time and I don't like these old 3.30 shootouts
1: <laughs> but let, let's just go back there on, on the sweeper debate were you a bit surprised in the final 5-10 minutes of the Wexford game given that they had the extra man that uh, Wexford should they had nothing to lose at that stage didn't go all out
2: possibly but I mean I mean, what's all out for them? We haven't seen any version of all out all year. They've played the sort of the one system and did I mean, what's the alternative? push Sean Murphy to midfield where he was naturally picked and shove someone else up. I suppose that sounds easy, but they haven't done that all year. They've just played with Sean Murphy back all year long and uh, um, I'm not saying there wasn't a plan B because I, I presume, you know, but I, I'd say the tactics are very much to be going down that tunnel at two pints down, having not really played that well, and, they mean, they did come out after half-time and had a purple patch at three unanswered ones, and if that was pushing them a point ahead, I think you, you, you'd you probably see, you know, the real dividend. Yeah, should you throw off the shackles, look at that. I don't know what call kind of my I, I remember, I remember the 2011 All-Ireland semi-final, and we were working to assist them back then. I mean, because look, again, I, I can understand where Davey's coming from, like, because you have to learn to, you know, to crawl before you walk, and, I mean, these companies weren't well. Mm. certainly weren't competing really over the last while, and no, uh, well, they are competing this year, and they're back one money for next year, and we're in length to find about sixty thousand there for the first time I ever. So, but, um, but,
1: but it,
3: I, I suppose day, Anthony,
1: was, is is the entire sweeper debate. Is it more a generational debate in the same way that people, I suppose, ten years ago when Tyrone and Armagh introduced swarm defences. And all the traditional counties were all up in arms hacking back to the glory days of the sixties, the seventies, the eighties, whatever it might have been. But they used a system that worked for them and, 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 and worked so so impressively delivering all Ireland titles and that for an older audience the, the the entire sweeper system is 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 a scourge.
2: Yeah, sure, and we're we're a bit like the church, maybe in that and a lot of institutions maybe in Ireland that have, you know, been forced to change the tree. We, we are traditional and uh, we, we don't like to see things tampered with and uh, you know everybody's given out about the black card in football now it's you know, just hankering for old ways and that but God like um, do we still want you know I can see Davey's point as well where you know do we want two three teams winning the whole time you know or do we want to change and uh, if, you have to come, if you're challenged to come up with a change you you must try and you know <laughs> you're battling for your team and, and no more than you're not you're not thinking about how the game should be played and how people should love it sitting at home. You, your challenge is getting results there for the county, and uh, I presume that's that's what these guys are doing, Derek and and Davy with the system. And that's just the way. That's just the reality of it. If you get on with it. Uh, I never heard Brian Cody once in his life complaining about the opposition playing a sweeper. No, he says you play it to your strengths, and we play at our strengths. And and you know that's I, I, you know. So look, I, I see both sides of it. It's not the most beautiful thing to watch in the world. Um, it, does, it does lead to a bit of tennis between both sweepers I thought Sean Murphy to be fair to him yesterday was foot perfect in everything he did in terms of receiving short puck outs and he's reading it again he was way better than he was against Galway and um, so in that respect it possibly worked but yeah you do and I was going to make a point there, Colm, just, you know, in 2011 we met Kip in the All-Ireland semi-final and they had racked up seven goals if you remember against Walford I remember myself Richie Stake and, and Hedgehog sitting down and, and we said look if we're in this with 10, 12 to go, will we absolutely abandon ship and go for it? And we said we would. And with 10 minutes to go, we were going down. And I remember Ricky said said to me, we said we'd go for it. And I said, I know, like, but we're, we're doing well the way we are. One break and we're level here. like you know. And then we said, no, we said we'd go for it. And we brought, I remember we brought on Shane Ryan more, more in order as a footballer, I suppose, and just absolutely went for it, you know, two uh, to six on six. And we only lost by four, I suppose. It didn't matter a whole pile at the end of the day. But, um, yeah, we had made that call that if we were there, thereabouts, we weren't going to stay settling for a three-four point lead. Now that's all we got, but we absolutely did, completely shove up on them for a finish and said we'd have a go. But that was a that was a pre-planned sort of thing, and we we held through to it when the time came, at least. But uh, yeah, I look, I don't know what the inner workings there of fellas' minds and what we had. I think my opinion is one thing. Yeah, I I would have chanced going for it yesterday and putting more feet in midfield and shoving up. But look... It was more than that to beat them. Like Conor McDonald didn't really perform. Chin was in and out. So, you know, uh, like they'd need the two of them huge games. Jack Gyny, good from the freeze, but outside of that, really, you know, from playing, not really in it. So, if they're not to have those three playing well, you'll find it very hard to win with that Wexford team.
1: Okay. C- can you win an All Ireland with a sweeper system?
2: I'd say you could. Yeah, I'd say you could. I, I possibly declare win 1-13. You know i would have thought in fairness you know that people just seem to have amnesia when it comes to when you win <laughs> system you and,
1: and maybe yeah. that's davie's point at the end of the day yeah i i, I, I just think like
2: oh it was, it was brilliant because they got four goals or whatever and you know, just unreal hurling to watch and where have they gone from that like it's like why would you throw away a system that worked for you like that i don't think he did you know just other teams evolved and Kind of learned to cope with Clare's strategy, and that's what probably caused Clare to come unstuck in in the following couple of years. And uh, well, look, I, I I think you can. I think Clare did, and they proved they did. And some people would have us believe it was a fluke all Ireland. I, there, I, is there such a thing? I don't know.
1: Very quickly, I want to come back to Tipperary. Where do you stand on the entire cahill Barrett debate? Should he be should he be parachuted back in for a semi-final? Uh,
2: we're up sure where I stand doesn't really matter either but my opinion would be I don't know what condition he's in do you know so that's that's huge I mean has he been training the arse off with with Holy Cross you know has he been playing county league games with his club and and hurling really well and uh, if he has yeah I see no problem with him coming back because anyone can make a mistake and and, and mess up we've all done it and you know um, certainly I'd be but if he's not in a condition and he hasn't been you know than he's behind to get himself absolutely in top shape by being in the field six nights a week. About him, but I understand he was in he was in Chicago or somewhere for four days there two weekends ago. Maybe so. Doesn't sound to me like a fella that uh, you know maybe over anxious to, to commit this year. So if he's not in condition, you can't bring him back. It's not fair on the guys who are absolutely giving you you know 110 percent, which I'm sure 100 percent of of what's there at the moment now with, with Michael are giving him. So that's the quandary for you 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 break team spirits and everything like that but I mean they do have options I mean James Barry corner cornerback is not working but he, I mean he kind of malfunctioned in the first round against uh, Cork at fullback but I mean he was quite competent there for a couple of seasons so maybe they should have another look at that and, and Dunamar has certainly been a success at corner and Michael Kyle has been there and come on again at the weekend so I mean maybe there is a solution there to that fullback line but it, it, it definitely needs a solution uh, Cullen because I think just they just look so vulnerable. I mean, I I I'd go on Saturday but I also look back at the Dublin game, like you, you just remember Keena Sullivan's run and tapped the ball off the ground and back into his hand and popped it into the far corner of the net and uh Eamon Dillon possibly could have had two more goals in the first half that day against Dublin who were kinda of not functioning really at anywhere near top level on the day. So there is there is and I don't think the issues have been ironed out and while the full forward line is it looks as sharp and as as, as good as ever. And you know, it's great to you know McGrath coming back to form as well for his, for his sake and for Tip's sake, I suppose. So, yeah, they have a very potent attack. But, um, midfield on paper looks good now. They didn't really play that well at the midfield, uh, on, on midfield on, on Saturday. Tottenham, you know, held the upper hand there. So, they just, yeah, they need to shore it up in the full-back line and they need more from midfield. And I think if they can get it up to the boys up front, they can cause problems. But remember, they're, they're facing into Tuohy and to Bork and Hanbury who are, are playing well at the minute so um, they won't make it as easy for them to score as, as as you know other teams the last couple of games have so yeah I think I think it's advantage Galway at the moment as I'm looking at it.
1: And thanks as always to Anthony Daly for that. Now let's turn our attention to the football qualifiers we'll begin with the action in the Gaelic grounds uh, an epic contest between Cork and Mayo. John Fogarty was there at that for the Irish Examiner. I began by asking him about Cork's performance and where has it been for the last two seasons?
3: I, uh, teams get sick of losing Cullum um, and this core team seemed like what was it 10-15 minutes into the second half um, yeah you, you wouldn't have been surprised if Mayo had gone ahead and gone into double figures they were just so dominant but and, and the fact that there were so many injuries, like they were the walking wounded, even at that stage, Cork, like you never would have expected them to go ahead in the, at half time, the extra time, or anything like that. But it was sheer defiance. I, I don't think you can put it down to anything else. Like you know, I think we all appreciated that Healy was going to step down, whenever Cork were going to lose it. And um, but Cork can, um, Cork can take an unbelievable amount of pride in this. And I know there would be said, they can take a lot of solace from the fact that they didn't win either because I fancy had they won given the injuries, um, given the short turnaround to the to the to the quarter final, um there might have been a bit of an embarrassment for themselves in Crow Park because the you know, it, it was a monument a monumental effort for them. They died under they you know, they came away on their shields. Um in many ways, you know <laughs> In defeat, anyway, it, it certainly wasn't uh, the worst way for Padar 80 to step out. It's just unfortunate that it was the best performance in his tenure, in his two year tenure.
1: Okay. Now, you, you mentioned words like uh, pride there, John, but let's be honest, does it also paper over a lot of the cracks of the last two seasons?
3: Um, it does, in, in a way. It also, you know, a lot of people can bemoan the fact that, you know, where was this before? Um, you know the argument was made speaking to people in important cleve yesterday cork supporters and cork officials you know that you know they can kind of understand why um some some weren't going to the the game like it was it was such a paltry uh, scattering of 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 cork supporters it was embarrassing in in many ways but at the same time you know a lot of them would have been put off by the Kerry game and just how poor they were that day you know the the, the, the narrow victories over Tipperary over Walford you know people had lost faith with this um, this court group and you know they will as much as a lot of people will take pride from from this uh, performance anyway and putting Mayo to the pin on their collars and, but for the injuries you would have fully expected Cork to have landed the surprise not Mayo out of it but people will be asking themselves why did it take until now why? Why are you? Sh- why are our Cork and um, capabilities now went for for the last two years? We haven't seen. You know, we, we ha- we've hardly seen flickers of it. Like just going mm. through the stats yesterday morning, putting together my reporting of, of the game. And you know, it's four four wins and four defeats in the championship for Pater Healy and less than 40% uh, uh, of a win rate in the in the league, you know, that's that's not good enough as much as Cork may be a team, the footballers, I anyway mean, might be a team without a following, um, that's not good enough for the players that they have, for the under-21s that we know that they have and how good they've been over the last while. There has There's something that hasn't gone right, obviously, you know, and, you know, Panahini always struck me as a, a reluctant manager and, you know, he was probably more happy to be working in the background as a coach, and he is while well regarded as a coach. But uh, um, it was it was it, 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 it was two years, and um, it was a tough two years for Pater Healy, and I would imagine it was for for uh, most of the diehard court football support. Will it be an attractive job, John? Um, it, it, it will be like obviously people are talking. There's almost there's you can see it now that, that there's calls for an outside manager and things like that. That might that might be the the way to spur on um, court, but I think if uh, you know, if, if you say attractive. Well, you know, I think Healy outlined some of the reasons why it's not attractive: the, the lack of a, a permanent home to train in uh, every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday, as he said. Um, that that won't appeal as much as the the potential in this group. Like when you you know to to, to be over a team with the likes of Sean Powter there, um, you know E Maguire is going to get better and better, he's maturing very nicely you know, is there Aiden Walsh, we didn't see the best of him this year Paul Kerrigan, there's still another year or two absolutely in him, like obviously they're going to lose the O'Connors, or you would imagine, Dunica and Allen, but there's still a hell of a lot of a potential there, Brian Hurley to come back next year as well, so it's a question of, yes it's attractive in the sense of the personnel that are there, but um, perhaps not in the, the amount of support, but then again that might just change, you know, there's a good there's a lot of goodwill around Cork at the moment, and you would, you might imagine that, you know, the conditions that we're, we, we understand that John Cleary had outlined for him to be in place to take the job, you know, perhaps the Cork County Board are more agreeable to that now. Um, it's, 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 it's getting to that situation where I think John Cleary is the standout candidate. You know, obviously, you know, Ronald McCarthy is, has had proven himself as well, and he will be in the shake-up too. But, um, I, I, I think if you asked, most people clearly would be the, the number one candidate.
1: Okay, do, do you think that there is an appetite to go outside the county? We'll say if, if John or Ronan or whoever said thanks but no thanks.
3: I, 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 I'm not sure, it's something that uh, I, I would imagine a lot of the diehards would uh, would take a great displeasure with. Like, listen, look at, look at Mead and the reaction to Seamus McEnany coming in there. You know, it was. Uh, it just didn't. It was. A, it was a, a very tumultuous couple of years there for him in charge. And I would imagine if someone from the outside were, were to come in, as much as you know, it might just be the, the right thing to do in terms of get, producing results. But mm. you would just imagine if one or two results were to go against the the, the outside manager, then things could turn very ugly indeed. Um, I think one of the things I, I, I was speaking to a couple of colleagues about this yesterday you know we've seen managers come in for two years um, like Pat Healy. obviously you know Cunahan was there for, for quite some time but I think that, that whoever comes in should be given a three year term just to ensure that there's that bit of continuity um, we, we see what um, Eamon Fitzmaurice has done in terms of obviously you know he has he's more you know, he, he has better players obviously at his beck and call but um, the fact that he is there has uh, for what, four or five years now and he has another year or so to go it just gives that a, a, you know a, a nice bit of security and i think to whoever comes in has to be afforded that sort of uh, trust as well
1: okay now we've given the last 10 minutes or so to Cork, who are now out of the championship i suppose let's let's be fair and turn our attention to mayo who are heading into a quarterfinal against uh, Common. On Sunday, um, two names as always jumping out from your match report, John uh, Aiden O'Shea and Killian O'Connor. Is is that a concern?
3: Um, well, not necessarily, Cullen. Um, I think that the, 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 much like the, the Waterford Hurlers yesterday, where we saw the likes of Kevin Moore and Michael Walsh come to the fore, the, the old, old brigade, the tried and the trusted, um, we're seeing Mayo's best players come to the boil nicely now. Aiden O'Shea, this is his third. Excellent performance for for Mayo and he has really driven them through the qualifiers. I think the point was made by a couple of um, observers last week that but for him Mayo wouldn't have gone to, got through. So obviously, you know he had to change things around in the Derry game and and you know Mayo were very good in the second half against Clare and he was just as he was just as talismanic in the Gaelic grounds on Saturday and um, Killian O'Connor. There has been questions about his form over the last while, but he gave his best performance in a Mayo jersey this year without a shadow of a doubt. Um, Andy Morn again continues to show that he's evergreen. Uh, Kevin McLaughlin looks like he's enjoying being in a better position now on the half forward line. And, um, uh, you know, he, he's obviously a very strong runner, but he's a great playmaker too. There's still a couple of issues there form wise for a couple of guys like Seamus O'Shea and Jared Kafka. There will be questions about how he performed, like Dunnip O'Connor really enjoyed himself. Um, against Kafferke there at the weekend but I, 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 I take your point I know where you're coming from it's the same male guys that seem to be relied upon and depended upon but um, there, there, so many of them are coming to the fore here now like Lee Keegan obviously mm. was quite disappointing at the weekend and he wasn't, he let the side down obviously with that silly black card but Colin Boyle was excellent. Like you know, if this, uh, you know, if these are the last vestiges of this male team, they're going, they're going out with a bang. You would imagine, um, like they will fancy themselves against Russ Common at the, at the weekend as much as Kevin McStay will want to prove a point against a, a group of players, some of whom would have taken issue with the the suggestion that he was going to come on board with McHale before Canelli and Holmes got the job. So there's a nice um, side show to that at the weekend, but. I, I, it is the same old reliables that are coming to the fore for for Mayo, but the fact is, there's so many of them coming to the boil now that I think it bodes well for. Them.
1: Okay, but mentally, uh, John will say, the Mayo teams of the past. Do you think that they would have been caught in extra time by that cock charge?
3: Um, I'm not so. I'm not certain. Colum, like the strength and conditioning stood out um, at the weekend, and just how good it was from a Mayo perspective, like. Um, um, Barry Solon has done done an incredible amount of work with them, I and you can see that they, they are really benefiting from them. It wasn't them who was, they, you know, obviously a couple of them ran themselves into the ground, like Colin Boyle, um, but in injury, sorry, in the extra time, and um, there were there were a few lads going down with cramp, whereas there was guys going from the Cork team going down with cramp, left, right, and centre. I counted, I think, three guys on the on the ground at one stage being tended to or trying to tend to themselves. Um both mentally and physically, you know, we would have questioned this Mayo team. I certainly would have after they lost to um lost to Galway and would have questioned their appetite to go through the qualifiers again and but lo and behold here they are again, as as Stephen Ruther said, um after the game. No one is ahead of us. They're exactly where they wanted to be. as much as they would prefer to have the Nestor Cup. Um um uh, as opposed to Roscommon having it, but you know, it's the same reward uh, that's on offer there for them in, in, in an All-Ireland semi-final appearance uh, this weekend. It's uh, Nothing has changed for them in that way, and they found out a lot about themselves coming on this trip uh, through the qualifiers again. Uh, it's been a slow burn for them. Obviously, Derry could have caught them. Clare were very good in the first half against them, but they've improved with each game as much as you know. T- there will be question marks about how they got caught. So badly um, for those couple of goals by Cork that that is a, that will be a, a, a concern for them, and I would imagine if McStay has reviewed that game, he will see a, a few chinks in their armour. But they are a crow park team, and um, Mayo rarely uh, don't uh, give a, a bad account of themselves in crow park, and I, I would imagine that they're going to uh, they'll, they'll relish it now, uh, regardless of the fact that they've gone through extra time on two occasions.
1: OK, we'll turn our attention to the other game uh, on uh, Saturday evening, Markovich Park. Galway, Donegal, F- firstly, John, just wanted to get your thoughts on the decision to delay the start of this game because of the television coverage on Sky Sports. I must say, I, I think very, very unfair, not alone on the two teams, but as well for the thousands of supporters who had been in the stadium on time.
3: Yeah, I, I fully expected it was going to happen with and um, I, I, like RT would have done the same. So we're not, let's not get into any sort of um, sky bashing. Uh, yeah, sky bashing. Yep. There's enough of it around the place uh, at the moment. So and you know I I've indul- not indulged in it, but I certainly have been a part of it myself for for what I believe are, are good reasons. But I don't think that we can criticise them on this account because any national any broadcaster, live broadcaster, would have done the same thing. And we've seen it in the past with the likes of TV Three. And um, the fact that, uh, like, you know, ha- had it been pushed back even more, Column, there was an issue uh, regarding sunlight. The fact that Markovich Park is, doesn't have floodlights and, and, you know, that could have caused uh, even more of a aggro. Like, obviously, you know, when you think, when, you, when Galway and Dunedin were preparing themselves, you know, the last thing they would have expected would have, would have been to, to, to be delayed. Um, I'm sure the you know it would have affected their preparations. Donegal obviously weren't making any excuses for their performance, but it seemed it might have affected them more so than Galway. Mm. Um, yeah, uh, it wasn't fair. It wasn't fair. But again, in an era where, where TV rules, where live TV rules, you know that's it. At least it, at least it was played after 15 minutes or have you? Because I I think sense prevailed at that stage because if it had gone any more and the games obviously overlapped. Then um, you know things could have gone, uh, you know, we could have been talking about um farcical scenes in, um, in 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 Markvich Park. But anyway, I went ahead, and and Galway redeemed themselves.
1: <laughs> some might say that there were farcical scenes in in Markvich Park. If you were a Donegal supporter, to be hit by four goals, and I must say, I saw some of the highlights last night on the Sunday game. Some some of the the goals it was it was under twelve stuff, John.
3: Yeah, um, again. We saw this against Tyrone earlier in the year, uh, sorry, in the Ulster Championship. Um, that, like, obviously, you know, Rory Gallagher has been pleading for patience because he's trying to re establish a team like no other group, I think, not next to Cork, really, um, after the, the Kunahan era has had uh, such a rebuilding job that Rory Gallagher has had. And you'll be pleading for patience now as much as there's, uh, you know, two defeats like they've had there now are very hard to stomach for a team that, you know, were All-Ireland champions, what, five years ago? And have the likes of Michael Murphy, have the likes of Paddy McBrary and the McHughes, and obviously Kieran Thompson, like, you, you know, there was a couple of players there, uh, and McNeilis was missed at the weekend, obviously he would have been a huge addition to them there, and it's about getting him back on side and a couple of others, because there's, like, Leo McLoone is still only, what, you know, around the 30 the age, you know, he... He wasn't involved either, you know. It's <clears throat> it's a question of uh, you know Roy Gallagher if he used to stay in the position, and obviously he has a couple of years left in the club. Then he has to, um, you know, he, ha- he th- there might have to be a bit of a charm of, offensive on his um, on his behalf because you know as an outside manager, as much as he's been, you know, he's more or less naturalized living Killybegs now. This past while. He, he won't be um, ignorant of what's being said around the county at the moment. Um, it is a, bit, a rebuilding job, but you know, will, will patients be? Will the patients that he's demanding be there? I don't. I I'm not. I'm not so sorry. Mm.
1: There was so much though to to like about the Galway performance, especially given the manner in which they had crashed out in Connacht. What was it? Just 13 days beforehand. But hard to see them getting that sort of space and time in Crow Park against Kerry.
3: Yeah, um, obviously everyone has been mentioned in the full back line and um, well, we saw what Tipperary did to that full back line last year and it's more or less the same back line obviously. Um, it's, a, it's a back line that at times, you know, a full back line that looked a little bit reluctant um, I, and I don't look as comfortable, certainly not with the high ball and we all know that Paul Ganey can, can catch a ball, we all know that James who can turn and can feel the ball too so, you know, when you compare the two, it's um, it'll be interesting. It's it's actually quite interesting as well. It's just been confirmed now that the, the Galway Kerry game is going to be the the curtain raiser to Mayo Roscommon. Um, I you know usually these games you know you know the, the the scheduling is decided on you know how attractive the the the, the game is and lot, like speaking to people last night we would have all thought that Galway Kerry would have been the would have been the, the 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 top billing, but clearly, yeah, you know, there there might be an anticipation there that Kerry are going to go to town on this Galway team because Galway haven't proven themselves. So obviously, they got a monkey off their back by beating Kildare in the Division Two final in Crow Park, but there is still that Crow Park bit of a um, hoodoo there for them. And you know, the face uh, like you know, obviously they, you know, in the couple of occasions they played Kerry, they uh, in Crow Park in championship over the last while, they haven't let themselves down. You know, they've actually been entertaining games, but there has been a golfing in class and this Galway team is still finding out like oh, they showed they're going to benefit so much from division one next year and i think they're going to need it before they can step up to to compete for the team of of Kerry's class you know if uh, you know if, you know if we were talking 10 years ago Cullum, when Kerry had to wait, had to wait 6 7 weeks for an all ireland quarter final then you might think that Galway might be able to pull a bit of a a dick turpin on the but i don't think that's going to happen uh, this weekend
1: and that's it from the Irish Examiner podcast. Our thanks as always to John Fogarty and to Anthony Daly. We're back again, uh, same time, same channel next week. Don't forget you can check us out on the Irish Examiner's website. You can also get us on iTunes and on SoundCloud.
0: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Geeky Palmer.